0: Hi, listeners. Before we get going in today's episode, I just wanted to talk to you for a moment about an awesome guy. This is Toby Foams, one of our patreon patrons who is in fact explorer of the week and this episode is dedicated to you toby thank you so so much for all the help and support that you give us to help make this podcast a reality and you help us of course through our patreon as one of our patrons And that's a patron at Explorer of the Week level. Hence, you're getting this mention at the beginning of the show. Now, if you listeners will also like to get a mention, just like Toby has, all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash Aliens Explored and choose a tier to suit you. If you particularly want to be Explorer of the Week, then make sure it's at Explorer of the Week or above and... Help us make this podcast in the future. We love and appreciate each and every one of our listeners, especially our Patreon patrons. So yeah, Toby Foams, this episode is dedicated to you. And this week's episode is going to be about some documents that have been found back in the 1980s called the Majestic Documents. These are secret memos from the US government talking about UFOs and the study of them, potentially even the assassination of JFK. So join myself and Neil here on Aliens Explored as we discuss the Majestic Documents.
1: And I'm Neil Kelly, I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view, I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? Hello listeners and welcome back to another episode of Aliens Explored, your weekly look at the mysterious skies and smoke-filled rooms and Forged documents, or perhaps genuine documents, <laughs> or, or genuine documents made to look like forgeries, or all sorts of evidence in support of or debunking um, paranormal and extraterrestrial phenomena. I'm joining you on this sweltering hot day. My name is Neil Kelly, one of your presenters.
0: And I'm your other presenter, Stu Jackson. Um, I'm managing to keep cool at the moment. It,
1: it really is absolutely sweltering out. So keep safe, everyone. Well, you know, I have got a desktop fan, and I haven't got it turned on in the interests of sound quality. Much
0: that, appreciated. That's my dedication.
1: But I've got the window open, and there is a crying baby out there. So, um, well, it's not very okay. much. Right. And now there's a jet going over. So, um, uh, yeah, that's that. I I think I've gone as far as I can. (laughs) Such is the way of
0: things. uh, Well, I can't hear a crying baby, nor can I hear a jet. Well, Uh, these are the
1: sacrifices we make, listeners.
0: And I'm pretty good at editing these things out anyway to be fair um so yeah so we're we're good we're good in in fact
1: in fact editing it to make me say things that i didn't actually say (laughs) (laughs) why would you got a sample of my voice there's an idea
0: Mm, no (laughs) well obviously our regular listeners know that's exactly what i don't do (laughs)
1: <laughs> because that that's that's one of the hazards of um, artificial intelligence isn't it that now um people can sample our voices and make us say anything so they can put our voices onto other people or or onto cartoon characters or or whatever it's, it's an a issue
0: certain... um certainly for us as actors um it, it sort of came to my mind well, a few years ago now um mm. where, a lot of the CGI stuff was coming in. Mm. Um, and, of course, like, at the moment with CGI, actors like us would still voice a character, so it basically mm. is like doing animation. But effectively, they can just scan you and yeah. present you like almost, it's almost realistic at the moment, mm. not quite. They're, they're just a little touch-off realistic. Being totally realistic on screen, but uh, but no, I think you know, you're absolutely right. You know, the, the point's gonna come whereby an actor's job will just be to get scanned and provide a voice sample, and that's it, mm. everything else will be done by computer. And it's a terrifying thought.
1: Well, I, I think, um, we're going to get the way of musicians that, um, in musicians are struggling with the fact that. People can just get their music for free from so many, so many different sources, mm. and people can get people know how to get movies for free, and people are going to learn how to make movies without actors. Um, where our, our value is going to be in live performance and interactive performance. That's yeah. where we're gonna. That's where we're gonna. <laughs> we're going to be reduced to. I was yeah. going to say, but um, that's by no means reduced. we're going to go back to what we always did for hundreds of to. years. Limited, yeah, we're
0: going to be limited. so yes, to... that's it. I, th- I think you're absolutely right. And, and you know, I've had many arguments with actors over the years about something I I feel very strongly passionate about is that, of course, stage acting, hmm. stage acting is completely different from screen. I mean, even within screen acting, television acting is totally different from cinema acting. Hmm. And you know, within live performances theater acting is totally different again from immersive acting and, and mm. you know, I mean, we know that ourselves yeah. and you know and a lot of actors of course tends to be the untrained ones i've noticed um tend to say oh no acting's just acting mm. really really it's not i mean anyway. i
1: mean there are, <laughs> act, there are actors like david caruso from um C.S.R. Miami, who's regarded as a great television actor, Mm. but not as a great movie actor, and there are people like Anthony Hopkins who are regarded as great movie actors but not TV actors. Yeah, there are different different disciplines within those, and within TV and within film acting, there are different disciplines. So yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. So
0: anyway, I've been meaning to ask how you are uh, today because you've literally just come here hot foot from the dentist, haven't you?
1: I have. Yeah, from from the dental hygienist. Which is um, isn't that a general- toothbrush? That's a toothbrush, but uh, actually, it's a more usually a more painful experience than uh, than, than than the dentist. And was you, it painful experience? Um, it was a bit. It was a bit, and I've had COVID as well, mm. <laughs> and I've <have> fully <laughs> recovered from it.
0: Just to, um, just in case we needed proof. <laughs> yeah, so I, I
1: I did choke a few times when I had the the suction thing and everything in my mouth, but. Uh, you know, she was she was nice about it okay <laughs> okay but, but, yes, yeah. you
0: good to talk are you
1: um, I'm good to talk yes
0: excellent excellent because what we're talking about today is again it's one of those things we have touched on on occasion in previous episodes mm. uh, a collection of documents um, collectively known as the majestic. Documents mm. now. This um, purports to Majestic Twelve, which was a group of shadowy figures, scientists, military government. people,
1: yeah, government yeah, officials,
0: um, all hidden and away and investigating UFOs. Mm. Um, now, aside from our our brief mentions of of the Majestic documents, outside in in the wider world, outside the confines of this this podcast neil had you had you heard about majestic
1: i don't think i had i mean i'd, I'd certainly heard about the the, the you know the, <laughs> i think everyone listening here has heard of the um you know the stories that uh, that there was a roswell crash and a and a a spaceship of some kind was recovered and that the US military has been able to reverse engineer some of the technology including you know, anti-gravity propulsion systems and, and and that sort of thing um, I know the the majestic documents um, purport to be relating to that the proof that they've actually done it um, I'm I mean I, I as you know I don't really believe that the US military has reversed engineered mm. um, extraterrestrial technology. But I'm very interested into why these stories circulate. And I do wonder, if I'm not nudging into conspiracy theory territory here, because we, we are talking about the Cold War when, when all this happened, whether the US military did have some kind of agenda to have these documents going out, documents that they could plausibly deny any knowledge of, um, or claim claim were false, but would be enough to worry the opposition, the the, the Soviet Union mainly, until um, less extent at that time, Red China, that actually America has vastly superior technology to them.
0: Well, something you're undoubtedly not going to be aware of because I only mm. just became aware of it myself within the mm. last couple of hours. Um, there has been a, I mean, as as happens all the time, there are lots of freedom of information um, access requests going mm. on all the time. Um, but actually, I, I heard about one through Reddit, of all places, um, very recently, where the government has basically admitted that, yes, we've got UAP materials and we've been studying them. Who said that? Uh, the U.S. government,
1: go- yeah, the U.S. government. Hmm. But there will also be someone popping up to say, "No, we haven't." That was that was false information. That's well, yeah. I don't know.
0: That's uh, that's one to um, to speculate but- over. Maybe that's the subject of a future episode. Perhaps but, you know the,
1: the Cold War was always a, a, a shadow war, and it was always bluff and counter-bluff. So you wonder if if the role of the the debunkers. You know, uh, reading about Majestic of course the name Philip J. Class came up again whose, whose job mm. it was basically to say no this is all a load of nonsense but you know I wonder if the, the Soviets will see oh yes of course they've got Philip J. Class to say it's not true because that's his job to say it's not true but that, that doesn't mean it's not true
0: I mean the fact that we've got evidence that Philip J. Class tried to bribe people into mm. recanting stories yeah um, You know, I've got to say, as debunkers has got, I don't think he's a very good one. Hmm. That said, of course, we all know that um, all the media has to do is get a whiff that, oh, look, here's a mundane explanation, and that's good enough for them. Hmm. You know, even if it doesn't stand up to any scrutiny. And I'll refer back to my uh, usual examples of Doug and Dave in the Crop Circle community. It's yeah. A
1: perfect example of that. Um, but, but you know, believing or, or demonstrating that you have a next generation technology can be overwhelming. I mean, when I worked in military intelligence, I think I witnessed the the, the trigger that was the end of the Cold War. That when the Israelis invaded the Lebanon in nineteen eighty-two, they were able to take out the air defence systems that the Syrians had there in the space of an afternoon, basically using drones. They would fly up a drone. The, the Syrian air defences would track it. They'd shoot a missile at it and destroy it. But before the, before the, um, before the drone was destroyed, it would, it would coordinate where the radar beam was coming from and send that information back to its base where they would launch a surface-to-surface missile. So we could hear the Syrians on the airwaves cheering that they'd shot down an enemy aircraft. And the next thing, silence. They <laughs> just said mm-hmm. hear the other side saying, hello, hello, any anybody there? Uh, they, they were wiped out, their 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 air defence system was wiped out in an afternoon. And what was worrying for the Soviets was it was an exact replica of the air defence system they had in Eastern Europe. So suddenly they realized we've got no defenses. We're mm-hmm. we're totally vulnerable to a to a NATO attack. And we, we were we were monitoring traffic and we we, we saw Dozens of Soviet generals were flying out to Syria to find out what the hell was going. On. I mean, this it wasn't even down to human error. It was this air defense system was was manned by East German technicians, highly trained people. Yeah, you know, they, they were in charge of it. So <laughs> again, in Eastern Europe, it would have been highly trained East German technicians in charge of it. So this 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 idea that you suddenly got this technology, this, which was basically a drone that's capable of coordinating where a radar beam is coming from and relaying that information back in the few seconds before it's destroyed. That was enough. I, I think that was what brought down the Soviet Union. They suddenly realized, no, we're, we're outgunned. Okay. Well We've, that's we've a, got, no, a few years later, you know, the whole thing caved in. That's a good theory and one I mm. definitely have no experience or knowledge no. to draw yeah. uh,
0: to to counter. But we've gone a little bit... Yeah. Um,
1: off topic, as is our way here. Well, it, um, it's, it's kind of, I'm, I'm touching on the t- topic of why a government might put out rumours that they've got some kind of weapon system that they haven't actually got, but you know, maybe they have. And there'll be well, all these famous de- debunkers around say, oh no, no, of course we haven't got anything like that. No. Yeah. But that's what he always says. Well, i i
0: I'd. I'd... <sighs> I'm not aware of any specific majestic documents that talk about us having mm. technology. It's, it's. They all seem to be around the premise that the government, that, that basically it was a government body or, or committee formed mm. to study, yeah, um, UAPs, UFOs, um, and and specific so. There's quite a wide variety of documents, but I want mm. to focus, if it's okay with you, on, on just mm. three of them in specific. Okay. Now, the first one is that there's, in fact, well, it's not just one document, but there are a number of documents that suggest that MJ-12, or Majestic-12, as the committee, mm. was formed around about the same time or slightly after the Roswell crash. Mm. Now it's easy to to jump to a conclusion. So basically that that they were formed in September mm. of nineteen forty-seven. And the Roswell yeah. Crash, as we know, seventy-five years ago. We've just had the anniversary, like literally days ago, as we're recording, um, was July of nineteen forty-seven. Mm. So from July to September, basically that's when Majestic was formed now to my mind this so so the, the idea that there wasn't a group of people studying ufos or uaps because we know that we know that ufos exist what we don't know is whether or not flying saucers driven mm. by extraterrestrial pilots
1: exist yeah
0: we know that there are things in the skies that are unknown
1: and that might actually not be a vehicle. That might just be uh, an Absolutely. unexplained hence,
0: aerial phenomenon. Hence why UAP, exactly, is is a yeah. is a better terminology. Um, it's
1: a broader and vaguer term, isn't it?
0: So the idea, the, the concept that a government at the time, and particularly the military arm of a government, aren't studying them hmm. is baffling. I mean, of course they're going to be studying them. So the fact that, you know, yes, initially this group was a secret group, I can hmm. totally accept that because um, the government were claiming that they weren't studying them at the time.
1: Yeah, because they they also claimed that there hadn't been a UFO crash in Roswell. Well,
0: that's, that's the interesting thing. If, as many of these documents do suggest, um, MJ-12 was formed – only a few short months after the roswell crash doesn't hmm. that lend a lot of credence to roswell
1: um it does but also if if roswell didn't happen then it would be a reason to say well actually this this committee has been set up this majestic 12 to to analyze it so it must be true if it really was a weather balloon
0: kind yeah of
1: thing. Yeah, but actually, you know, we've it, it is it is true. It was a UFO, and look, they've they've set up this special committee, this secret committee to to investigate, with a view to harvesting the technology.
0: I mean, I certainly well, I mean, I, I know you keep saying that about you know reverse engineering, but but there's nothing at all to that I'm aware of, at least, to suggest that majestic. Was about reverse engineering or harvesting or mm. you keep saying that. Well
1: from a from a military perspective, if um if something crashes in your territory which is based on technology that you don't have, you will want to look at that technology and see if it's something worth having, and if it is worth having, how can we how can we develop our own version of it? Um, see that- I'm
0: thinking Majestic was perhaps a bit more broad scoping in that, in that Mm. there are things invading our airspace. It might be a natural phenomena, it might be an optical illusion, it might be you know, we don't know what it is, but there is something. Mm. Here's a committee to give us the answers, to sort out what it might be. Now, so Mm. putting Roswell to one side. And I can see the whole concept, yes. I I mean, I don't believe for one moment that Roswell was just a weather balloon. I do believe it was a Mm. crashed alien vessel of some description. Um, But hypothesizing, let's say it was just a weather balloon or an experimental craft. Mm. The public interest in UFOs might have highlighted the fact of how many UFOs there are being cited. Because when you do get an event, you get people coming forward saying, oh, well, I saw that, well, I saw that, well, I saw the other.
1: Well, you get people coming forward even when there hasn't been an event.
0: You you do, but when there is a major event that's that's widely publicised, you get a spike in reports. Now, some of those oh. are undoubtedly going to be people just looking for attention. But mm. I th- I believe that the vast majority of them are people who feel more comfortable coming forward because there has been this other event that kind of validates mm. what they have seen. Otherwise, if you know, if you experience, I'm going to say any form of supernatural or or paranormal uh, event, you believe instantly. That you think you're the only one. You feel very isolated. You feel very... Uh, very very special. Like, very <laughs>
1: the, st- the fairies have chosen me to...
0: Special, but not in a good way. Um, mm. But y- y- you do certainly feel isolated and that people are not going to take you seriously, that people are not going to believe you. But mm. then if there's something big in the media that that is at least similar to what you've experienced. It can give you the courage to come forward, and I think that's when you get these spikes
1: in mm. reports. Or, or just the way the media work, that if you just went to a, a local newspaper or radio station and said, well, I saw this thing in the sky, they say, well, so what? Um, but if there's suddenly this big story breaking, and they say, well, I mean, and we've got a local, local perspective on that as well. Um, Stu Jackson oh. from wherever (laughs) (laughs) notice
0: that his
1: milk had gone sour (laughs) you're absolutely right
0: there is that aspect to it as well but it it is worth noting that it's not just the reporting that goes up it is the actual people coming forward initially Mm. that that goes up massively Um, Mm. and in fact news news desks often respond to that themselves so you know, yeah. yes, they'll get like drip-fed. Oh, I saw a UFO the other day. Oh, I saw this strange light in the sky. You know, if you're getting one or mm. two a week, that's nothing. Yeah. But if suddenly you're getting twenty a day, mm. then
1: that's newsworthy. So let's talk about the timeline of these these MJ12 or Majestic 12 documents. That it was in May 1987. It was reported that British ufologist Timothy Good claimed to be in possession of nineteen fifties era UFO documents. Yes. And they purported to reveal a secret committee of twelve, supposedly authorized by the United States President Harry Truman at the time, in nineteen fifty-two, to explain how the crash of the spacecraft at Roswell had been concealed back in nineteen forty-seven. And and how the recovered alien technology could be exploited. Um, how the United States should engage with extraterrestrial life and bas- basically everything to do with whatever. So it, it was it was in the 80s that this, this came out, wasn't it?
0: That's right. Um, that's when we became aware of them, mm. first of all. Um, now, by that time, of course, we had Project Blue Book. Um, Back in the 1950s? Um, no, no, by the 80s. Mm. By the 80s. Uh, so... The government were a little bit, at least, more forthcoming in admitting that they were studying UFOs, mm. and it I mean, not just the U.S. government, but over here as well. Um, there was a public acknowledgement mm. that UFOs were being studied, um, but yeah, you, you're absolutely. It wasn't until the 1980s, which Kind of mm. makes you wonder. Well, where where were these documents sat for thirty plus years?
1: Well, you know, secret documents are you know, they are secret. You know, they stay out of people's sight. They get they can get leaked eventually. I mean, um, quite often they have a, a statute of limitations on them that they're only secret for a certain amount of time. Um, in Britain, obviously not things things stay secret for hundreds of years. Things never get they never see the light of day. Um, and I, do
0: you know what? Right, if I was running a Black Ops, hmm. I, do you know, I'd have something like that as a policy. Saying, "Oh yes, after thirty years, everything becomes public anyway," and then hmm. just the stuff you don't want releasing, you just don't make it public because you can then say, "Well, if we had it to be public by now,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, or it was accidentally destroyed." Well, yeah, we suddenly we, we keep oh. having these mis- these mysterious fires of twenty nine year old documents. Yes, well, that happens an awful lot,
0: even over in in this country, um, especially
1: mm. over MP
0: investigations. But that's yeah. a that's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, another document I wanted to touch on um, was the Eisenhower brief. Now, this was November of nineteen fifty two. Mm. Um, This is a document, much of it, so the the only copy that I've been able to see, much of it massively redacted, Um, Mm. but it does suggest that Eisenhower was being briefed directly by this Mm.
1: majestic group, this MJ-12. I don't know if you've
0: come across that document.
1: Um, Not the specific document, but I I can see there's a reference to... um, no, I haven't seen a reference to Eisenhower either. It's all Har- Harry Truman. Well, wasn't uh, Eisenhower
0: yeah. in office yeah. late '52?
1: Um, I, I guess because Truman came to power in '45, didn't he? So yes. after when when so Rose Truman was set up majestic, but. Yeah, so I guess Truman was a two-term president, and then Eisenhower would have been a two-term president.
0: Yeah, Eisenhower sort of was. Yeah, it kind of kept it up. Was still yeah. being briefed, but the real um, and and of course JFK after that. Um, but the re- there's a real, and I think this is a little bit of a smoking gun. One, um, mm. the third document, and it's it's what's known as the burned memo on this mm. uh, because this were, this is a collection of documents that were allegedly salvaged from a fire mm. um, where they were just going to be, yeah, burnt. Um, and it connects JFK's interest in UFOs. It talks about, mm. I mean, it uses the code names mm. um, for, for JFK. Um, but yeah, they, they talk about his interest and he basically is getting too interested in this stuff and he's asking for too much information. Well, and, what's uh, the code name for JFK? Oh, I can't, do you know what? I can't remember off the top of my head now. Um, I'd have to look this up Bear with me. Okay. Uh, I know we talked about... Because we had an episode, of course, didn't we? Talking about JFK's death. Mm. And was it orchestrated because he was interested in... Uh UFOs. So this is like the document that we referenced in that.
1: Mm. Yeah, I can think of all sorts of reasons. Well there are all sorts of, you watch the Oliver Stone film, all sorts of reasons why JFK was assassinated, but I don't think it mentions his interest in UFOs. It no. was things like it was things like his betrayal of the um the Bay of Pigs invasion of Cuba and his reluctance to send ground troops into Vietnam, that sort of thing is is um, held up as reasons why JFK was gotten rid of in favor of a more of a, a good old boy who would who would send in the troops. But that's that's what's in the Oliver Stone film. Anyway, that's the, that's what's put up. That, that JFK was looking at a way to disengage from Vietnam, and um, of course the the military industrial complex that Eisenhower warned about actually wanted a war. Yes. No, I'm struggling to find it. Sorry. Um, okay, but I was just but, um, just curious. I thought our listeners might. Uh, so well, something we well, we'll, we'll have to like, look it up.
0: Silly, and... like Prince Charming, or mm. it was something
1: like that. Or, I or like what bit. Like Boris Johnson was referred to as Big Dog, wasn't he? Uh,
0: that is that kind of thing. Anyway, mm. this document does go on to, and again, using kind of the code net code words at the time, um, mm. to suggest that he should be taken out. And this, of course, this memo was dated
1: 1963.
0: Hmm. And look what happened to JFK. In
1: 1963.
0: Hmm. Behind the grassy knoll. Yeah. Well, no, it didn't happen to him behind the grassy knoll, but anyway. Mm. <laughs> um So, now I know there have been a lot of studies done on these documents over the years. And when I say studies, you know... They- Things like the type of paper that that they were typed onto, mm. the type of ink that was used from the typewriter, mm. um, the shape of the letters, and like because from that they can work out what typewriter it was that you know wrote, them. Mm. Um, and of course you've got like standard sort of aging techniques. Um, those sorts of tests have been done on these documents, and do show them to be of that time mm. so there we go um and do you know what we've hit that time in the show when we kind of sum up our thoughts on this now mm. i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you this this will come as no surprise to you all the mm. listeners that um no, I'm absolutely convinced that, that first of all, Majestic existed. Because of mm. course the US government's going to have a, a department for investigating aerial phenomena that it can't explain. Um and I'm I'm yeah, I'm pretty convinced that they were maybe behind the death of JFK for getting in for sticking his nose in where it wasn't wanted.
1: Yeah, after all he's already he that. The President of the United States. He's only the, everyone's boss.
0: Well, yeah, but they're not necessarily the people running the things, mm. <laughs> as we know. Um,
1: but there we go. What what do you think anyway, Neil? Um, I'm sceptical about the, the Roswell crash. I think that anyone who wanted to bolster the claim about the Roswell crash would invent committees that were... That were supposedly looking into it and reverse engineering the technology and you know carrying out post mortems on the on the corpses of the the alien crew. I, I can see that. Yeah, there would have been misinformation. I, I do agree with you that the the air force, especially and the the air, the air defense systems, will be very interested in anything that was in the skies that they're supposed to be defending. That they can't. That they either can't. Well, they can't identify, nor can they intercept. Nor can they even keep on their radar for very long. So, um, yeah, of course, there would be some interest in that. I, I do wonder how much they speculated that that there was that this was this was extraterrestrial. I mean, I imagine as soon as radar was in taken into use, people started seeing things on it that they couldn't explain as soon as um as soon as aircraft could fly to a certain height they would notice all sorts of phenomena that they couldn't I- explain um yeah. i don't necessarily think that it's extraterrestrial and and i'm very dubious about the idea that that somehow there's a there's an x files department that's that's got a handle on all this that, that there are men in black
0: so you you mm. don't think majestic existed then
1: or or you do i'm a bit i'm a bit um, confused now <laughs> <laughs> i i believe that some some documents were found um and i think it was all part of this cold war bluff and double bluff someone puts these documents out someone denies that they're or some, someone someone from the fbi writes bogus all over them um even even though it seems to be classified top secret usis only um that that makes people you know, even think, yeah, you know, there's a cover-up of something. Of, you, know, you, you cover up things that... You, you, it's bluff and double bluff, isn't it? That's how you play the Cold War game. You pretend you've got something or you pretend you haven't got something but making the enemy think you have got something because the way you're denying that you've got something, Um, you could drive yourself... You drive yourself insane trying to, to <laughs> second-guess. And, and you lose lots of agents trying to send them into very strongly defended, defended places or trying to infiltrate... Um to find out about something that that was may or may not exist so I don't know yeah if 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 someone wanted people to believe that, that there had been a an alien craft crash at Roswell in 1947 they would also they they would have to tell you that there was some kind of committee investigating it wouldn't it otherwise people would say well if if that crash happened why is no one looking at it? It, it, well, uh, you have to have it, it, that Majestic 12 has to exist to bolster the original um, well, Roswell Crash story.
0: It's worth bearing in mind that at the time, nobody knew that Majestic existed. Like you say, mm. it wasn't until the 80s that that came out. Mm. Um, the investigation into Roswell was officially done. I mean, we talk about it being Roswell. It was actually, the crash wasn't at Roswell, and there were two crashes anyway, mm. um, but it wasn't actually at Roswell. we talk about it being Roswell because Roswell was the nearest Air Force base. Mm. Um, Actually involved with a lot of uh, atomic testing, but that's a whole other thing. Um, Okay, well, what do you think, though, listeners? Do you agree with me? Are they a group very much like the X-Files? Yeah, I'll go with that. Um, (laughs) You know, uh, to study actual alien things, or do you agree with Neil... That it's just a disinformation service out to make people think that they've got something they haven't? Or do you think it's something else entirely? Uh, Mm. Do write to us and let us know what you think. Uh, You can contact us via the usual means. You can email us, aliensexplored at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter uh, by searching Aliens Explored and contact us that way. Or if you are one of our Patreon patrons then you can get access, exclusive access to our Discord server where you can chat with us and other like-minded people about this and any other of our episodes as well. Um, but join us next time. Now, uh, I think in the last episode, um, I mentioned that we we're going to be talking about Roswell. Uh, you, 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 put not... out
1: some, you put out misinformation about Roswell. I put Roswell out misinformation <laughs> on that because we're not going to be discussing yeah. it. So F- Roswell... Philip Philip J. Class has been in touch over our, <laughs> our, over, <laughs> over our Patreon to, to debunk that claim. He's, yeah, yeah,
0: he's uh, given us a few grunts. No, he hasn't. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, no, but basically, to Roswell, I think is just too big of a topic to discuss Mm. in a single episode, even an extended special episode. Mm. And it is indeed a very, very special episode because our next episode, episode 102, comes out on the 28th of July. And of course, that is our two year anniversary. Well, our two year anniversary technically is the 31st of July, but that's as close as it gets for an episode release. So, what we're going to be doing, Neil, we're going to be looking back over the last year and all the episodes we've done and picking out our highlights and uh, sharing mm. some memories. So that's one to look forward to. In addition to that, on the actual thirty first of July, uh, I know you're going to be travelling away on your holidays that day, aren't you, Neil? I I am. Yeah, I'm off to Majorca. Oh, very, very nice. Um, uh, apparently, the water in Majorca uh, doesn't taste quite how it should. <laughs> I've been told.
1: Um, but yeah, so you're going. Do be you remember eating- that ad? It was, it was a <laughs> Heineken it. ad, wasn't it?
0: Yes, yes, indeed, here in the UK.
1: The um, water in Major- Majorca doesn't taste is quite, quite as, it, as it should. Yeah. No, no, the water in Majorca doesn't taste like what it ought. Okay, That's dear. the one. <laughs> <laughs> Um yes yeah, so no, anyway, reason I'm, I'm, that's I'm, going back that's that's
0: nearly 40 years old. <laughs> Everyone take a drink, uh of yeah. or you know, something non-alcoholic, of course, of your choice. Mm. Uh because we're even digressing at this point in the show.
1: Mm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so mm. yes, the reason I mentioned that is you're gonna be incommunicado on the thirty-first of July. Uh however, I'm gonna be running live on Twitch an AMA session and ask me anything connected with, of course, Mm. with Aliens Explored. Um, That's going to be over on the Hailing Frequencies Twitch channel. The link is in the description here. Um, And that's going to be at 4 p.m. UK time. That's 10 a.m. Central time or wherever you are in the world, you can work it out from there. I'm sure, um, but yeah. So yeah, join us next time for a retrospective. Looking forward to that one. In the meantime, keep watching those old filing cabinets for any memos <laughs> containing all sorts of secret information. And the guys,
1: the, the ones in smoke, the ones in smoke-filled rooms, they're the ones to go for. They're the ones to the take a crowbar to. <laughs> Absolutely. Until next week. Take care for now. Catch you next time. Bye-bye.
0: Bye.
1: Aliens Explored is a Fecal Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafuchi and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter or Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit us on AliensExplored.com.